Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. The truth is, if we look at it factually, nobody knows until there is some evidence. Um, I know that the family are massively appreciative of all the police have done. Twelve days have passed since 45-year-old mother of two, Nicola Bully, went missing while on a riverside walk in St Michael's on Wire in Lancashire. Nicola's friend, Heather Gibbons, has said she remains hopeful that some evidence will soon be found to help discover what happened to her friend. I think as family and friends, the way we're looking at it is between Peter and his team and the police. We feel we've got the best of the best on that water and hopefully it will either be, there'll be a conclusion one way or the other. Um, and if they find nothing, then maybe it's time to start looking down at the avenues. A specialist team of divers are on day three of their underwater search of the river wire, with head of the SGI Marine search team Peter Falding saying on Nick Ferrari's LBC Breakfast Show that he doesn't think Nicola fell into the water. If I'm honest, um, I, I don't think she fell in the water. That's just my opinion. No, I don't sure. want to... Yeah, but it's yeah, quite a valuable just, opinion. This is something that, you've been yeah, doing for your just, crew. That's just my opinion with all the drownings that I've dealt with over the years. I say they normally go down and the, the police dive team are brilliant. They know what they're doing, professional, yeah. and they would have found them. So, I, you know, uh, and w- as we would have done, and, yeah. and we locate people quickly. And that's what that's what I'm, I'm shocked with, uh, that she's disappeared. Police have warned they will not tolerate harmful speculation and still believe that Ms Bully fell into the river and was unable to get out because she was weighed down by winter clothing and Wellington boots. On Tuesday afternoon, Superintendent Sally Riley told a press conference that a team of 40 detectives are working on approximately 500 different lines of inquiry. Every single potential third-party line of inquiry, any potential suspicious or criminal element has been looked at and discounted. But it does remain our belief that Nicola, sadly fell into the river and that this is a missing person inquiry. The specialist dive team and police are continuing their searches today as the investigation nears the two-week mark. Joining me now is the Evening Standards crime reporter, John Dunn. Mother of two, uh, Nicola Bully, has been missing for 12 days. Left the house as normal, took the kids to school, dressed up for the cold because she was going on a dog walk afterwards taking the family spaniel to walk by the river, dropped the kids off as normal, girls aged nine and six, headed to the river with the spaniel, with the family dog, all part of her normal routine. 
headed to the riverside, seen playing with the dog, let the dog off its lead as usual, took the harness off. Dog was playing around, then vanished off the face of the earth for all intents and purposes. There's a 10 minute window the police can't account for on the morning of January the 27th when she disappeared. She'd been on a work call, a Teams meeting on, a, on her mobile. She works as a mortgage advisor. There was a meeting that morning. And as per normal, she was listening in, but not necessarily taking part in the meeting. Her mobile phone was found on a bench uh, on a steep riverside, still logged in to the Teams meeting, along with the dog's harness, which was also next to this bench. And beyond that... Police investigators can't substantiate fully what happened to her, although they're working on the hypothesis, very strong theory, that she slipped and fell into the icy cold water and was weighed down by winter clothes. And that that's, you know, that that was the reason she hasn't been found. But as I say, it's a working hypothesis, but without a body and without any more clues, we really do not know what happened to Nicola Bully. And I understand it's been quite an extensive investigation to find out exactly what happened. What exactly have detectives been looking into and what tools have they been using? Well, there's 40 detectives working round the clock full time on the investigation. There are police dive teams using underwater drones. There's helicopters, very expensive for a Lancashire constabulary. A helicopter's been used in the search. They have been collecting CCTV from all around the riverside area and the fields, entrances to the fields surrounding the riverside. Detectives have been trawling through that CCTV. That CCTV footage suggests, we are told, that Ms. Bully did not leave the area, the riverside, and that detectives believe that she stayed in that zone. So the CCTV has been forming a major part of the investigation but also police have been collecting hours of dash cam footage from drivers on roads around the area at the time she went missing. Things like ring doorbell footage. They've been searching a nearby caravan park and a, a mansion house as well, a, a large building near the riverside. But all drawing a blank. They say they are leaving no stone unturned. And I think the cost of the operation is almost unprecedented in the history of, of the police force in that area. And obviously an element of this investigation is, of course, the river searches being carried out by both police divers and an independent diving team. Do we know when they might end their search? The police dive teams are still on the scene. They've been trawling the riverbed from where they believe Ms. Billy went in the water down a steep slope near the bench where her mobile phone was left. They've been trawling all the way along that stretch of the riverside and right down to the sea because this river meets the sea some miles downriver. So they've been trawling up and down there and have drawn a blank. They've found absolutely nothing. But obviously, working on the hypothesis, their hypothesis that Ms. Bully went into the water, uh, they will continue diving and they will continue trawling until they find a body, if indeed there is a body to be found. But they have been aided by a private team of divers from Specialist Group International who have more advanced sonar equipment. And they have also been trawling up and down the river. And today they were once again back there 
but they have also drawn a blank and say they are completely baffled as to how they haven't found Musbuli because under normal circumstances, they have a lot of experience in trying to find people bedding in water. They say they are completely baffled how they haven't found her yet if she is indeed there. And they say their opinion is that they think perhaps she is not in the water. Let's take a break now. In part two, John explains why police have warned amateur vigilantes from visiting the area where Nicola went missing. There's been reports of them breaking into properties to try and see if Ms. Bull is in them and generally making the investigation more complicated for the people on the ground. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. And considering the circumstances, John, how does this compare with other missing people cases in your experience? This is a very um, almost unique situation where the words vanished into thin air come to mind. I mean, usually... There are you know, more than one line to inquire. There are clues as to what could have happened to someone. In this case, there is so little to go on. There's the mobile phone, there's the dog harness next to a bench, and there's a riverbank. On the riverbank, there is no physical evidence, we're told, of someone slipping down into the water. There's nothing to suggest that happened, although the police say that's the working hypothesis. Um, I think the lack of clues the lack of witnesses you know if indeed she did go into the water did she scream why didn't anyone hear her scream yell for help there's absolutely a blank canvas on this investigation which in my experience is extremely unusual and frustrating obviously for the family and friends of Ms. bully but also for the police considering the amount of resources they put into this and it seems like there has been a bit of a fractious relationship between police and the independent specialist divers during this investigation. What do we know about that? Um, Specialist Group International were called in. I mean, the the police have accepted their help. Ms. Bully's family and friends wanted them to help, particularly as they have specialist sonar equipment. They've got a 55 grand bit of kit sonar equipment, which I understand the police don't have, which picks up much more in the water and can identify things more easily in the water. And I think on a personal level, the head of this specialist group, International Divers, said his people are getting on very well with the police divers, that they're working uh, amicably together. Although at the higher level, the head of this dive group, Peter Falding, has been giving opinions on the investigation. I mean, he suggested that there should have been more forensic examination of the bench where Ms. Bully's phone was. He said the area should have been taped off earlier. So he's been making perhaps 
unwanted interventions and giving opinions that the uh, top brass of the police investigators are not particularly happy about. The police obviously say they have put the resources in and uh, their working hypothesis of her going into the water is the most likely and is the main line of inquiry and that the opinions of outsiders who are not as experienced as themselves are, are not particularly welcome. And it's obviously such a tough situation for both Nicola's family and her friends. It appears to have been exacerbated by what they've called search area tourists. What have they said about them and what have police said about people travelling to the area? Police have issued quite a stern warning, actually, to people coming into the area, sort of amateur sleuths, if you like, stroke vigilantes who, who think they might be able to solve the case or at least help with the case. You know, the police have accepted that a lot of them are well-meaning, but their intervention is not necessarily helpful. There's been reports of them breaking into properties to try and see if there's bullies in them and generally making the investigation more complicated for the people on the ground. I think Ms Bully's family are obviously extremely thankful to the local community and others who are helping with the search. But people who perhaps think they are, are coming from further afield, thinking they're part of some sort of a crime drama, is not helping the situation. And really, they should steer clear. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.